Before we start this episode about Grandmaster Peter Urban, I want to mention that I've been waiting to discuss him in the hope that I might get an interview with someone who actually knew him. I met him on three occasions, and I was always in fangirl mode. So the information here is taken from sites I researched and stories that we've all been told. Please, if you're out there and trained with Grandmaster Peter Urban, get in touch with me on Facebook or Twitter at Wildcat Dojo, or email me at dojoconversations at AOL.com. Thanks. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to our first show in the series on Grandmaster Peter Urban and his three teachers. I'm Sensei Michelle. And I'm Sensei Jackie. And today we're joined by Sensei Jim. Thanks for being on again. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me back, Sensei. It's our pleasure. And Sensei Lydia. Sensei Lydia has been on plenty of times. So as usual, you're going to have to go back and listen to old episodes to hear the official introductions. Thanks for joining in today, Sensei. Hello, everyone. So happy to be here again. Okay, on with the matter at hand. Did any of you guys ever get to meet Master Urban? I did not, Sensei. I did not. I didn't either, Sensei, but I almost did. I was in Canada when he came down here, and I am so sorry that I missed him. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That means that you didn't get to hear in person the fact that he has a very distinct voice. That's so true. Hunchy Melanowski does a great impression of him. Maybe one day we'll hear it. What's Sensei? A little caveat before we begin. During this episode, we are going to call him Master Urban rather than Grandmaster. Don't be mad, guys, but do get in touch with us and share your Master Urban stories. Okay, where should we start? Well, let's start at the very beginning, Sensei. Master Urban, the early years. (laughs) Good idea. (laughs) Let's round robin it. I'll start, Sensei. Master Urban was born on August 14, 1934, in Jersey City, New Jersey. He was raised and educated in Union City, New Jersey. True. And I read that as a boy, he shined shoes and delivered newspapers to make money. Did you guys read that even as a kid, he liked martial arts and boxing? I did. And real quick, I want to say that our sources are the traditions book we often used by Corcoran and Farkas, the official site of the Urban Fight School Network called AmericanGoju.com and a site called Shirinji Ru. And don't forget that you used an article from Hanshi Malinowski's blog. The blog is called That's My Satori and I'm sticking to it. And it is a treasure trove of karate information. Thanks, Sensei Jackie. And thanks to Hanshi Malinowski as well. His blog is jam-packed full of cool stuff. Okay, let's get back to Master Urban. Who's up? I'll pick it up here, Sensei. After graduating high school, he joined the Navy and worked as a decoder in Yokohama, Japan. Us. And while in Yokohama, Master Urban began training with Richard Kim. One site said he started training when he was 18. Another says it was in 1953, which would have made him 19. Either way, he became Master Kim's Yuchi Seshi which translates to house student. Then he moved to Tokyo, and Master Kim introduced him to Gojin Yamaguchi. This was in 1954. And this is where Hanshi Malinowski's blog picks up. He says that Master Urban was treated brutally by his dojo mates because in their minds, they were paying him back for the wounded and dead from the war. 
And we can all see how that could be. Us. Us. All times are tough times, but I bet those were especially tough times. Can't imagine. For sure. Can't imagine. According to the sources we found, in 1955, he began training with Masoyama. Just a little side note, over the summer, we'll spend entire episodes on each one of the three masters. But for today, we're focusing on Master Urban. So, again, would you please pick it up for me, Sensei Jim? Of course. In 1956, he trained the 212th Military Police Corps, and in 1957, Master Yamaguchi chose Peter Urban to participate in the first All-Japan Collegiate Championship. And again, quoting an article from Hanshi Malinowski, Master Urban was disqualified for unnecessary roughness. Although there were racial and political undertones, the takeaway from Master Urban was that the other guy started it. (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) Okay, back to the timeline. In 1958, he married a lady named Mieko Ito, and they had a beautiful daughter, Julia. Julia Urban Kimmerly, who I believe is still involved in her father's fighting network. I'll keep it going. In 1959, he leaves Japan as a fifth degree. That was awarded to him by Master Yamaguchi. Here in the U.S., he opened a few dojos before opening the famous Chinatown Dojo on Canal Street in the 1960s. We've all heard a lot about that. I hope someday we get a story about the dojo from someone who trained there. Man, me too. I really do. Meanwhile, Master Urban was a pioneer in tournament organization in the USA and in the use of the point system. Us, and he held his first tournament called the First North American Karate Championship at Madison Square Garden in 1962. That's right. And in 1964, he returned to Japan and had quite a famous falling out with his sensei, Master Yamaguchi. That's right. The exact details of the story changes. This one is from Hanshi Malinowski's blog. He writes that by the time Urban returned to Japan, he had developed a large following of Yudansha, which are black belt students. And lots of those black belts had their own schools. So Master Urban is in Japan to attend a Taikai, a tournament. He was supposed to be promoted to sixth degree at this event. Even though he excelled at the competition, there was no promotion for him. Instead, Gosi, Master Yamaguchi's son, was promoted and sent to the U.S. to continue Yamaguchi's legacy. That's right, Sensei. And Hanshi Malinowski continues. He said that Master Urban asked Master Yamaguchi for his blessing to start USA Goju as its grandmaster. When Master Yamaguchi refused, words were exchanged, disrespectful words. Us, if you guys want to know more about that story, as Hanshi tells it, read his blog. It's great. But back to the story. Well, the end of the story says that because Master Urban knew he was disrespectful, he decided to cut off his pinky finger as atonement. But this was stopped by Master Yamaguchi's sons. Yikes. Yikes. That's right? crazy. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little intense. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say massively old school. Yes, sensei, absolutely. For sure. Hanshi Milanowski adds an epilogue onto this story. He said that the next day, Master Yamaguchi visited Peter Urban and his wife in their hotel. The teacher told the student that, and I quote here, he had no choice but to think the way he did because of the way he was raised and educated. The two men parted ways, not as enemies, but knowing that they could never see each other again. 
I just want to thank Hunchy Melanowski one more time because that was a great addition, don't you guys think? Oh, oh awesome. Sensei. Okay. Absolutely. Pick it up for me, Sensei Lydia. Us. Well, Master Urban returned to San Francisco, trained with Richard Kim, and got his sixth degree rank. Us. And that eventually led him to begin the American Goju Karate system. And everyone agrees that he made himself into a 10th Don. And it led to his becoming known as the George Washington of karate. And let's not forget to say his karate name, as given to him by his sensei. It's the American Lion. Real quick, George Washington of Karate was cover on a black belt magazine many years ago, but you can still search it out online hmm. and look at it. That's interesting. So up to this point, we've established that he was a pioneer martial artist, a husband, and a father. He also wrote an amazing book at the age of 25. Us. It's called The Karate Dojo, and it was published internationally when he was only 31 years old. You guys have done a few episodes talking about different parts of the book, right, Sensei? Us. I love those episodes. Us. Me too. I can't even, yeah, I can't even decide which one was my favorite. I liked when we read the Shaolin story, right? Us. I loved when we talked about the different uh, qualities of a fighter. That was a good one. And he also published another book. That's right. First, it was called Karate Psychology, and later it was mass-produced as the Karate Sensei. I think this was in the 70s. That's what I read, and I have copies of both. I feel so lucky. Me too. I also have two co- both copies. Oh, I'm so jealous of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I already promised you one. Well, sensei. Okay, before we put a period at the end of this episode, I want to mention one site called the Dojo Shurinkan where the writer contends that Master Urban was more of a promoter than an expert. He bases his opinion on the fact that Master Urban trained with his teachers for six years and that he made himself into a 10th degree. That's interesting. Well, I think you're always going to find somebody to poo-poo a subject. Right. Especially if they weren't there. Or especially if the person is no longer here. Right. Oh, To put up, to speak up for themselves. He was absolutely a pioneer of karate. Oh, for sure. Everybody agrees. And he made some massively cool people, which is, I think, where we're heading right now. And that in and of itself, just his followers and the people who he trained is proof positive that his technology level lives on. Absolutely. It's so rare that that someone has not ever heard the name Peter Urban. That's true. He's as famous as all those pioneers that came over at that time. Mm -hmm. That's right. So just like I just said, Master Urban was the teacher of many amazing people. And Urban Goju is a worldwide phenomena. But what I'd like to do here is list a few of those famous people that came after him, that trained with him, and their styles. Let's do this in another round, Robin. Well, Sensei, I'll start with Master Frank Ruiz, who branched off to create Nisei Goju. And that's a great segue to a master that's local here in South Florida called Master Manny Saavedra, who made Sansei Goju. That's Sensei. And don't forget Master Al Gote, who created World Goju. How about Ron Van Cleef and the creation of Chinese Goju? And we need to mention Hanshi Melanowski and his Goju-Jitsu, which was listed online as Shobudo Goju-Jitsu. Sensei, if you hear this, Please inform me which one is more correct. Listen, say, there's also Carlos Paris, the creator of Yoshi Goju Ryu. 
And he came here to South Florida and trained a few times, right, Sensei Lydia? Us, I remember him. I actually remember the te- one of the techniques that he taught us at, at our dojo. I was so impressed by it that I just decided to keep it for myself. Nice. And he also um, showed us a, a version of the soft blocking system where you don't reset the Mamasukis. It's very oh, cool. I remember I'll sh- that. I'll show you after we record if you want. It's very cool. Yes. And our teacher's teacher, Master Joe Hess, the creator of Tactical Goju. One of my dream interviews, Master Hess. Yes. yes. That would be so cool. And of course, we have to remember that in 1999, Master Collegian finally left Master Urban, creating the USA Goju Federation. And we're going to finish this list up with Master Dayton Gaini and his American heritage, Goju Karachido. He is also the webmaster of the official Urban Goju site. Thank you, sir, for all that work. So I'm going to continue here or finish here by saying that Master Urban did pass away on April 7th, 2004 from heart failure at the age of 69 in Massachusetts. So young. Rest in peace. Rest in peace there. Rest in peace. Absolutely. I always like to finish up all of these episodes about masters with some of their quotes. So start me out, Sensei Jackie. What quote are you going to use? I'm going to use the quote that says, the karate philosophy of calmness and confidence is the antithesis of aggression and inhumanity. I love that quote. That's a good one. Me too. Yeah, I love that. That, that in, the, in the karate dojo. Yep. In the karate dojo. Good one. And where are you going to go, Sensei Lydia? I am choosing the essence of unity is the acceptance of diversity. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that from when he wrote it through now, it's been relevant all the time. And still is. Yeah, it's it's just an extremely relevant thing. And, And I do think that that went down into how Master Collegian taught us. Master Collegian never wanted us to be exactly like him. He wanted us to become who we were, just the way we train our guys to be. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Where are we headed, Sensei Jim? Well, Sensei, I have a quote that I like. It is, kata is the literacy and fighting is the industry of the martial arts. And I originally read that quote in one of Hanshi's blogs. Mm. So I do love that quote. I can see where you could get those two adjectives to describe the event, the kata being the more esoteric. Oh, I like that. Or thought out version. Uh And yet the fighting being the more spontaneous, true, but industrious as well. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever heard that when you first start going out to competition, our teachers used to say to us, you like one thing and you don't like the other. So people will go out and they'll want to compete in kata, but they won't want to fight. And they'll want to fight, but they won't want to compete in kata. Absolutely. So I can remember going back through my days of competition that when I was a beginner, I loved doing kata and hated fighting. And somewhere right around Greenbelt, it switched. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't That's that interesting. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Do you have any memory of that for any of you? I didn't ever switch, per se. I wasn't uh, intimidated by kata at the beginning, but I was intimidated by fighting. And as time went on, I came to the point where I enjoyed fighting. So little by little, I was learning. Fighting makes the best stories. 
Mm-hmm. And with fighting competition, you also realize that you're going to get hit and you're still going to get up the next day. Yep. So it's no big deal. You <laughs> feel like it's going to be a big deal beforehand, yeah, but yeah. it's not. Right. And, and those two things are great lessons. Yes. And they weren't joking when they said, keep your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> All true. <laughs> That's so funny. What, was, what was a lot of fun was um, going out to open tournaments. And when most of the people that you were competing against, you actually didn't know or they were from other styles. Us. You know, it, it was always fun to watch other people do kata from other styles and to compete yeah. against them because mm-hmm. I, I just love that. That and, and weapons katas. Uh, fighting, I was a lot more comfortable fighting people that I knew you. from our style because you knew they had courtesy and right and self-control. But when you were going out there, you know, at an open tournament, you didn't know what you were going to get. And it was a little intimidating. Definitely but I did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, especially fighting other other styles, and you don't yes. know anything about them. And... You're you're right, but then you do know about them <laughs> because you've been there a bunch right. of times. Absolutely. So it's you it's learn. as if that's part of your family, extended family, yes, but part of your family nevertheless. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I learned to never turn my back when the sensei says jamais. Yeah, <laughs> no tournament. Exactly. I, never I did, just... and this guy hit me with a like a roundhouse punch. He yeah. came around from behind me and hit me here. It just rocks me, man. Changes it changes the outcome of the fight, even yeah. though he gets punished. Yeah, he got punished, but yeah, it was like whoa. Yeah, because you're 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 literally he yeah. rang your bell. Yeah, I also I remember that. being taught very clearly: do not lower your eyes when you bow. Yes, oh, yes, yes, because you will stand up to a hit. Yes, especially if Imagine. somehow the politics is against you. Right, mm-hmm. right. They let the other guy start. <laughs> yeah, they let it, they get it started so fast that you don't have a chance to pull it together. Yep. That's another one. So that's a good one. And, and I'm going to go with an old tried but true standard. Ready? Plan your work and work your plan. Yes. And I know that we say that all the time in many, many worlds, but I just don't think it can be said enough. Awesome, say. It's easy to see how easy it would be to forget to do one of those two things. Right. Either plan properly I mean, think of a simple one like being someplace on time. Yes. Right? It takes a plan. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. And the other half of that saying, work your plan, also extremely difficult because that goes to what we were talking about mm-hmm. in our episode on the book with that perseverance and that determination. People have a tendency to give up too soon. Right. Right? And not keep that follow through going mm-hmm. or leave out steps. Another thing they do is leave out steps is what you're saying? Yes. Ooh, good point. Jumping to conclusions. You know, the best Olympic sport. So, (laughs) Jackie, you kill me. That's funny. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that one, but she's right about Mm -hmm. that, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So that would be me in cooking 90% of the time. Leaving out steps. Why isn't it done? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put it in the microwave to finish it up. Speed up the process. (laughs) Okay, here's the question. Do you think they can get the book, The Karate Dojo, at Honor Athletics? I don't know if she carries books or not. She used to in the store. I don't know if she does now. Well. She had a big rack of books in the store. Go to her site and try it. She's at honorathletics.com. She's our sponsor, the great Cynthia. And if you want to know even more quickly and leave out a step. (laughs) Get it? Plan (laughs) less. Either text her or call her at 770-945-5150. And if you buy something, 
Mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount because we would appreciate that. Yes, we would. Cynthia has been a loyal sponsor from the beginning. Yeah. And all through the pandemic, when everybody was having a tough time just keeping it together, right? Yes. We, we hope we're pushing our way out right now. Say. All right. It's time for me to start thank yous. Oh, we knew this one was going to be interesting. And fun. Right? Right. Oh, yes. And it was both. Absolutely. Master Urban led a colorful life. Yes. Yes, he did. And hopefully we're going to get tons of feedback with lots of great stories from you guys that we didn't tell here. So remember I said we'd like to make a whole episode on people's breaking stories. We'd like to make a whole episode on people's Master Urban stories. Oh, would that be fantastic? Yes, it would be. I would love that. So I'll start with you, Sensei Jim. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back, Sensei. It was great fun. Thank you. And thank you too, Sensei Lydia. I always like it when we get to have 10 minutes to hang out. Thanks for having me back also, Sensei. It's always great to be here. Okay, Jack, take us home. Bye, everybody. Great episode. I sure hope you liked it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Did you want to sing Country Road when I said take us home? Yes, but <laughs> you you resisted? Because nobody can tell what the song is when I'm singing it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, oh, oh, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.